Our text this morning is 1 Timothy chapter 6. Now godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain that we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing with these, we shall be content. And these are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. You may be seated. And dear fellow redeemed in Christ, this past week, as I thought about these words of Paul to Timothy, I wondered about words that could replace the word contentment and yet not in a synonymous way. Like godliness with resignation is great gain. Godliness with apathy. Godliness with worrying. Godliness with complacency. What word might you use to fill in that blank? Are you content? And if so, why? If not, why not? Your contentment may vary according to an activity that you do. Maybe you are content with certain abilities that you have. Maybe you are discontent regarding your grade in a class. Perhaps you are discontent with a relationship you have. Or maybe you are content with your spiritual life or not. Life as a child of God is the way of godliness. Confidence and trust in the God who creates and sustains our lives, who forgives again and again as we struggle with doubt and despair, with sorrow and trial. With such trust and faith comes contentment, realizing that we are dependent creatures, not autonomous. We are God's children adopted by him through water and the word. Learning about our status as those who are dependent on God, trusting that God will take care of us, is a daily journey. It is a journey marked by many pitfalls. And these pitfalls, including times of doubt caused by the trials in our lives, can lead us into some of those words I mentioned earlier. Resignation, apathy, complacency. These words do not characterize faith in Christ, but they come from a heart that has been beaten down or numb with the cares of the world or simply taking for granted what blessings you have in your life. We are resigned to our situation. We don't care about it or we think we have achieved enough and that we have accomplished that without God. Our society and the various media that we uh, may use are very good at directing us to contentment that doesn't last, leading to discontent and then seeking to find that contented feeling again somehow. Have you ever searched for something online, some clothing, shoes, a computer, a game, a book, or any of the other myriad things that surround us, and find out that by some algorithm, various solutions to your search suddenly show up? I didn't know I wanted that specific thing, but now here it is, and maybe I should buy it. And a click or two later, I have. And now I'm content for a while, 
until the next thing comes around. Godliness with contentment certainly is great gain. But the gain is not measurable by worldly ways of measuring. There will always be a desire for more if we're going to measure in that way. We are doing it wrong if we think that godliness must bring measurable results. Do this and you'll be blessed in some way, worldly wealth that you can count. You might have heard about the prosperity gospel. The false teaching of that very prevalent teaching in our culture today is defined this way. Financial blessing and physical well-being are always the will of God for you. And faith, positive speech, and donations to religious causes will increase your material wealth. Name it and claim it, and it will be yours, if only you believe. This is not the way of godliness with contentment. When we confess our faith in God the Father, we are taught to trust that he gives us all that we need to support our lives. Such trust brings with it then contentment because we understand that the God who loves us will provide. When Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he included words that we still speak to this very day. Father, give us this day our daily bread. The Old Testament Israelites, as they wandered in the wilderness in the last half of the 15th century B.C., learned to trust God for daily bread. He gave them manna for those many years, daily bread, a food that gave them what they and their children and grandchildren needed. They certainly did not deserve that daily bread, but God gave it regularly and generously. When we pray for daily bread, we are taught to confess God certainly gives daily bread without our prayer even to all the wicked, but we pray in this petition that he would lead us to acknowledge this and to receive our daily bread with thanksgiving. And what is meant by daily bread? Daily bread includes everything needed for this life. Now there's a difference between what we need and what we want. Learning that distinction helps direct us to godliness with contentment instead of selfish coveting. Proverbs 30 would have us pray to God, Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food allotted to me, lest I be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. Godliness with contentment is growing in the wisdom of this truth. We see the pitfalls of riches and poverty. If I am rich, I may decide I need no God because I have all that I need because of what I have done. If I am poor, I may decide to take from someone else and think that it is justified because clearly I need it more. There are indeed many hazards in our journeys as children of God who do desire godliness with contentment. And so what do we do? Pray. Pray those words, give us this day our daily bread. That is what Jesus gave you to speak. Believe that your heavenly Father hears you when you pray. 
then meditate. Think of the wisdom of the words we've heard from Proverbs today. Give me neither poverty nor riches. And see how that works in your life to bring you contentment. And then know that the trials and hazards of life are met with the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, God's Son, the one who considers you worth dying for and who lives again because he wants you with him in that heavenly home where true and untarnished contentment exists for you forever. God grants you all growth in this godliness, trust in God's mercy for you, and true contentment in the God who cares for you. In Jesus' name, amen. And glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may rise and let us pray. <clears throat> Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank you for all your benefits, that you have given us life and graciously sustained us to this day. We beseech you, do not take your blessing from us. Preserve us from covetousness, that we may serve you only, love and abide in you, and not defile ourselves by idolatrous love of wealth, but hope and trust only in your grace. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one true God, now and forever. Amen. The Almighty and most merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve you. Amen.